Now's the time to tell tales of the unaccountable. Zambi, what do you fear? What do you fear? Consider you find someone mummified. I already like this story. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We just need you to hunt the giant owl. He just looks too suave to be Dracula. <laughs> too suave to be Dracula. Remember, you are bringing her back to life, so there is that. You got that to pony up on. Be afraid. Be marginally afraid. Welcome to Fault Nightmare. I'm Mike. I'm Ebby. Um, so it was my birthday. Yeah, that just happened. Yeah, it just happened in the year 2012, the year of our Lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> the year of the dragon. <laughs> the great red dragon. Um, do you see? <laughs> do you see? Uh, so yeah, it was my birthday. Yeah, and, and unlike most people, um, you kind of didn't have a great time, from what I understand. It's um, it was it was okay. Oh, it was okay. I I, I enjoyed it. I I purchased comic books. Oh well, I mean there you go. Exactly. I had a uh, had a burger. <laughs> I'm very simple, aren't I? Very I'm a simple, simple man with simple face. <laughs> I like burgers and. Comic books. And gasoline. <laughs> what do these things have to do with each other? It's nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. Like, well, you're very simple, so it's like it makes sense. Exactly. I'm a terrible supervillain. But I'm a simple supervillain. <laughs> you just go out of your way to buy comic books. That's your dastardly plan. <laughs> I just I just talk the clerk into discounts, and that's my whole thing. I'm reading Welcome Back, Frank. <laughs> I'm the discounter. God. Um, I you have like a, you have like a coupon-based costume. <laughs> you can cut me out of magazines. <laughs> oh, God. I have a I have a giant magazine car I drive around in. It opens up, <laughs> I get out. It's amazing. The middle image. I se- I send bombs and val packs. <laughs> I, I did get I did get Welcome Back, Frank, though. Yeah, you did. And uh, Garth Ennis's The Shadow, Volume 1, The Fire yeah. Creation, which I read. Yeah, the, you had an interesting time because you went in expecting to get something completely different. <laughs> Do you have the same thing where you, you go into a comic book store, a bookstore that has comics, expecting to go, okay, I'm going to go in, I know they have this, and I'm going to buy this? Very nearly every time. And you never ever buy the thing you're looking for. How many times I've gone to a bookstore knowing they have The Crow, and I've never fucking bought it, but I bought buy, buy something else every time? Yeah. Same thing happens when I went to the comic book store. I was going to buy... Um, I was going to buy God Loves Man Kills. I was going to buy something Batman related. I wasn't sure what. I was thinking about getting Nightfall Volume 1. <clears throat> And then I was going to buy, I wanted like something, uh, maybe like a Hellboy or a Goon. Um, or if not, I wanted to get um, the Rocketeer. They had two different, they, had, they have two different Rocketeer hardcover. Well, including an awesome one that you were telling me about, which is just the cover. Yeah, it's, there's no, it doesn't say Rocketeer on there, I think. It's just an Alex Ross cover of the Rocketeer flying. 
and that's it. It has no text on it at all. And it's, uh, it sounds sexy. Yeah, it's one where it's just a bunch of stories done by uh, like a ton of different artists and writers. Like I think Bruce Tim, Paul Dini, I think Matt Wagner's in there. Uh, like all kinds. And there's one that's the complete uh, the Rocketeer Adventures by Dave Stevens. I want. I definitely wanted to get one of those. Instead, I got Welcome Back, Frank, um, F. Paul Wilson, The Keep, and um, The Shadow, Volume 1. I would say you walked out with pretty excellent choices. I did. I just read The Keep last night, actually. Uh, one sitting. Which isn't that big of a deal, because it only was like 100 pages or something. You were, also, you were also talking about how you inadvertently ended up getting, like, you ended up, like, almost... Writing a love letter to Garth Dennis <laughs> with your choices. I, I um, I I saw. I didn't know the um, volume one of the Shadow was out in trade already. Yeah, or that's a that's a very recent book. Yeah, I didn't. I did not know it would have been out already. <clears throat> I thought volume one would have been out like another couple months. Yeah, I guess Dynamite has a pretty quick turnaround. And it's a yeah. cool trade. They have um, script pages in there and pretty much every alternate cover. It's There's, a, there are so many alternate covers for Dynamite books. There are. The Jay Lee ones are pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, but it's a pretty cool trade. It, it, I would say it's still overpriced at 20 It should be 15 But that's, yeah. my, that's my feelings on paper. I mean, it's only six issues it's collecting. And it's a paperback. But Yeah, paper. I mean, paperbacks in general are just... They don't really know how to market them. Yeah. Like, like hardcovers I can understand. Yeah, Welcome Back Frank was a hardcover, and that was 25 bucks, and that's 12 issues. Yeah, 25 bucks is actually pretty cheap. Yeah, I would say. Like, I would expect that to be at least 30 or 35. Uh, I was surprised. Like that. I was pretty surprised, but I... It's like I knew Welcome Back Frank is by Garth Ennis. I knew The Shadow was by Garth Ennis, but I just picked them out inadvertently without realizing I'm buying two Garth Ennis books, and I almost also bought Preacher. So I was just like, "You were possessed by Ennis." <laughs> it's, it's kind of madness. Um, I was just like, <laughs> "You wanted to rape people in the ear." Like, well, who doesn't? Who doesn't? You always want to do that. Exactly. That's you say in your you say in your coupon costume. <laughs> I just realized I forgot to put the timer on for this episode. So, you know. Who knows how it's been going? We're going into chaos. <laughs> chaos theory. Um, chaos. Shadow was really good. Though. The shadow was really good. Yeah. I mean, it's the shadow, and it's Garth Ennis, so it's like no surprise there. No, I just love how at the end uh, he gets revenge on somebody because he just knows he'll be in Hiroshima when the atomic bomb goes off. <laughs> Such a dick. So he just lets him, so he doesn't, he has no rush to kill him, because he knows he'll be there when he dies. It's 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 such an awesome book. Arthur is fucking genius. He is. A drunk, drunk genius. I mean, there's an awesome scene where the Shadow's fighting uh, Nazis on a plane. Uh, on a plane that's going out of, out of the sky. Yeah. And it's crashing into the sea. <laughs> so badass. He brings someone, he brings the pilot back from the dead. The land, the plane. That's <laughs> <laughs> an awesome book. I've read uh, Welcome. I've never read Welcome Back, Frank. I've read like two issues of it, I think. 
but I'm looking forward to read that. Read the keep. So yeah. I'm uh, enjoying my birthday gift someday, even though I bought them, but whatever. <laughs> it's my treat. It's my treat to myself. God damn it. Yeah. But I really the best kinds. I also realized something. This could yeah. very well be the final episode of Pulp Nightmare. What? The world may end on December twenty second. Which is oh a my sa- god! Which is a Saturday. Oh my god! Pulp Nightmare is released on Sunday. I. You're right. This could be the end. And we are not going to go out with a bag. No, not at all. So just accept it for what it is. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, doesn't that encapsulate the entire podcast? <laughs> just disappointment. <laughs> abstract disappointment. Like a woman when they when they see what we've got to offer. Yeah. I, I brought the room down, didn't I? Yeah, you, you did. Yeah. But now, now all I can think of is that I build a robot to replace me when having sex. Like, okay, I know I'm small, but look at this robot. Now, could you imagine if we created robots to carry on Pulp Nightmare? <laughs> For the post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> no, we just create Brainiac. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who indexes all the other podcasts and destroys them <laughs> as he goes on. He eventually becomes Kinnison Eight in the future. Oh God! He joins. It's just he just joins the Legion of Superheroes. That's about as far as this parody is going to go. Yeah. I, I have a, like a. Do I sound okay? Yeah. I, I feel like I sound off. I have like a. Must be coming down with something. Yeah, I, I have a little bit of a sore throat myself, actually. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> Bald cat podcast material here. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it's the last, so anything goes. Can I ask you a question about Red Robin? Uh, the restaurant or Tim Drake? <laughs> the restaurant. <laughs> Tim Drake. No. Um, you know, he was never Robin. No, no, of course not. No, because that would be ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, nobody read comics in 1993. It's just a stupid MV. Yeah, yeah. Don't be silly. Also, you should fire valuable writers by email. But anyway, um, uh, fuck you, DC Comics. There, I said it. But we can move on now. Um, what is with the Red Robin logo? The restaurant, once again. <laughs> like, you, have I, to be, you have to be specific about it. I just, I don't understand their aesthetic. It's like they're, they're they can't decide what they're going to be. To me, they've always struck me as like. The wannabe chilies. Yeah, I mean, granted, Red Robin way way awesome restaurant. I like them more than chilies. I mean, come on, I've, can't o- I've only burgers. to be honest, I've only been to a Red Robin once. Oh, it's amazing. Get the um, get the onion rings. That's all I'm gonna say. Good onion rings. It just it's like God in your mouth. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> like God in your mouth. Episode <laughs> title. <laughs> And Hero's not even here. Uh, I I guess then it would be Jesus in your house. (laughs) Um, The the food's just, food's fucking awesome. I just just don't understand their aesthetic. It's like they're they're trying to be like a cliche family restaurant. Yeah. Like, if you see their commercials, really, it's just, 
It's just kind of the same joke over Red and over. Red Robin. Yum. <laughs> Good timing. It's like you go in there, there's like post, there's movie posters everywhere. It's like, okay, I can get behind that. I was sitting next to a giant King Kong poster. I can get behind that. Which is weird because Applebee's does the movie memorabilia thing. Exactly. And then, then, then there's just random signs. It's like, okay, that's a little bit like Bennigan's. Remember, remember them? No, I don't. Yeah, no, but best. Um, and then, and then there's like like animal heads on there, and it's like <laughs> you can't decide what the fuck they want to be. They're just, they're just grabbing every aesthetic possible and just throwing it on the walls. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. There's like bike parts nailed up on the walls, and there's the Burger King head. That's creepy. Yeah, I got Burger King the other day, and they're going through a, um, I guess their anniversary. 55th anniversary or something. Yeah. So they have vintage, like, cups and crap. Yeah. And it's weird seeing the old version of the king. There's an old version of the king? Yeah. I guess before he went insane, <laughs> began killing people. <laughs> sort of his origin story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at first he was, you know, kind of a normal king mascot. He's like King Radical from Dr. McNinja. But, you know, after years of service, he just slowly started losing his mind, having to, you know, sell these burgers. Mary McCheese tried to calm him down. He wouldn't have any of it. And and his and his face just, like, got stuck in this horrible gr- grin. <laughs> he shot a bullet at Mayor McCheese. Mayor McCheese deflected it. It bounced off and hit his face. <laughs> Stuck in this horrible ch- Chesser grin. <laughs> and he just goes around. His hand rises out of a vat of chemicals. <laughs> you see the ring. <laughs> and that's why he looks plastic. He's holding a whopper. <laughs> and that's why his, you know, his face looks all plastic and everything. <laughs> you know, there's a, uh, there's a, I think there's a, it's a free game, a Burger King game for um, Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah. You play as the king. And you have to jump you out. You murder and- people. Kind of. You're you're like in a. I've seen video of it. You're like in a, like a logging company for some reason. I don't know why. And you have to hide and then jump out and surprise people with whoppers, <laughs> giving people heart attacks. Essentially, yes. Like I, it's creepy video of like him hiding in tubes or behind trees, waiting to, just waiting. <laughs> it's fucking unsettling. I just assume it's like they know. How creepy he is. They have to. I mean, they had to have stopped those commercials for some reason. Did you ever see the robot chicken sketch with him? As uh, like the serial killer? Yeah, I think I did. Uh, I just, I just, like, the, the Geico Caveman got a TV show. Why can't the Burger King King get a, get a movie deal where he's like a serial killer and Edward Norton has to track him down? <laughs> ultimate movie tie-in. Exactly. I mean, the same thing's going to happen to Ronald eventually. I yeah. mean, all these years of having to shield this shit, you would lose your mind, too. I mean, well, I mean, that's assuming Ronald will survive, like, the horrible massacre inflicted by the Hamburglar. Yeah, well, that, that dude's just a ticking time bomb. I mean, he can't kill the Grimace, though. Nothing can kill the Grimace. <laughs> but... Nothing can stop the Grimace. <laughs> I mean, once the bombs drop, what do you think is going to be left? 
roaches and the fucking grimace. Just <laughs> that middle image. <laughs> just, He's I traversing mean, like a barren landscape. Grimace's thing is milkshakes, right? I is that Grimace's thing? I I don't know. <laughs> remember remember the nineties, the Burger King kids. Like they had like all the stereotypical like nineties kids. Like one was um, in a wheelchair. They're all racially diverse. Um, now to be honest, I don't remember them, but so like, much the only, does. Like I think the only mascots that I knew about in the nineties was the. Uh, the McDonald's people, you know, the characters, and uh, the Taco Bell Chihuahua. Oh, yeah. But um, the king killed all those kids. <laughs> Let's let you know. He, he murdered uh, Underneath that mask, he's wearing their faces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What do you think he looks like behind that mask? He must I, be don't wanna, I, don't, like, I don't want to know. You just take it off. He removed his face years ago. <laughs> It's like the Joker and uh, Death of the Family. <laughs> it's just it's just muscle and and sinew and crap under there. He's written on himself. <laughs> kill, 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 kill. Kill, 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 Junior Whopper. Kill, kill, kill. <laughs> he killed Wendy. It's a, I mean, when you think about it, isn't that like the perfect serial killer like gimmick? It is. Fast food. It really is. I mean, you, you kill all the other, like, mascots, like Wendy, or... He leaves ketchup packets behind. <laughs> or... <laughs> or, um, like, uh, chicken nuggets shaped like things. <laughs> it's like subtle clues. And, himself. and the only one that can bring him down? Fucking Ronald. <laughs> And Edward Norton. <laughs> and Edward Norton teaming up. Oh, oh God. After the murder of Dave Thomas. Okay, okay, imagine this. The plot goes exactly how you just said. David Dave Thomas is murdered, and the Burger King is responsible, and he's been he's been a serial killer since, like, the 70s, and nobody's ever been able to catch him. But Edward Norton thinks he knows how to beat him at his own game. So you have this scene where Edward Norton goes into an abandoned McDonald's and he pulls out a bag and in it is clown like makeup and um like a like a yellow suit like a yellow jumpsuit and a red <laughs> wig and you just see Edward Norton putting the stuff on with dramatic music <laughs> a lot of quick it's, cuts it's directed it's by David Ronald Fincher McDonald's, it's the Ronald McDonald origin story yes Making a badass movie. That would be. Oh my god. Edward Norton as Ronald McDonald tackling the Burger King through a building. <laughs> They're in like an abandoned warehouse. It's There's like bodies strung up everywhere. It's it's at night and there are like police helicopters outside. It's like the ending of Lethal Weapon. Edward <laughs> <laughs> Norton picks up a light post and beats him with it. <laughs> it's all directed by Michael Mann. Score by nine inch nails. There are like constant puns to food items, so it's like it, he punches him at one point and, and says he just had a Big Mac. <laughs> he supersizes it. <laughs> that's, that's like a haymaker. <laughs> oh my god. 
King, King never talks the entire movie. <laughs> Finally, Norton pulls his mask off, revealing that his face is completely gone. He's played by Doug Jones. <laughs> he would be played by Doug Jones. In, like, a heavy amount of makeup. But just, like, it basically looks like a hamburger. <laughs> I, for some reason, imagine King being, like, Cronin now. <laughs> His blood turned to sand ages ago. <laughs> like he kills people by stuffing whopper, whoppers into their mouth to suffocate them. <laughs> He takes him to a friolator. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he drowns him in like a vat of Diet Coke. And instead of going to like a Hannibal Lecter to help, he goes to the hamburger who's in jail. <laughs> for going insane years before for the same reasons. It's like you, you have an after credit scene where they tease the grimace. <laughs> William Hurt is there. Awesome. There's... <laughs> And, and, like, King goes and kills all, like, the retired mascots. Like, he goes and kills, like, the old Mountain Dew guy. But back when Mountain Dew was, like, being sold to hillbillies in the Ozarks. He goes after cereal mascots, like Count Chocula. He stakes Count Chocula. <laughs> Fucks his mouth after he's dead. Like, he's really just depraved and inhuman. <laughs> <laughs> like how there's vampires now. <laughs> well, it was the seventies. He tried to kill Boo Berry, but he's already dead. <laughs> so he just moves on. <laughs> Tony the Tiger gets like pelted. <laughs> he wears his skin. <laughs> <laughs> way, I love the idea of the Burger King just having this lair. There's a bunch of fast food based torture devices. Like the vat of Diet Coke and the fry later. <laughs> it's one of those there, things there, where you put the potatoes in to make the fries. You put a body in it, and it just makes them into fries. There's like giant cr- uh, breakfast croissants that he uses to smash his victims down. <laughs> a giant vat of like apple pies <laughs> scorches you. <laughs> Burns, snap, snap, crackle, and pop alive. <laughs> 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 and he hangs their bodies outside the Keebler elf tree <laughs> as a fucking warning. <laughs> Slowly mutilating uh, Toucan Sand to death. <laughs> Every day he cuts off another slice of his beak. <laughs> he removed his wings. He completely plucked all of his feathers off. <laughs> He's keeping him in a cage. <laughs> Every day another piece of him goes. <laughs> he slices off a piece of his flesh. He <laughs> He keeps him drugged up with like poison whoppers. And then he pours milk on the wounds. <laughs> he feeds pieces of himself to them. <laughs> he writes a message in blood that says "Follow your nose." <laughs> He 
Look at the fucking Chihuahua, man. <laughs> you don't even want to know. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Just the mental image of Toucan Sam. Just, just beyond. Beyond, like, he's wishing for death. <laughs> Every day he wishes it would come. <laughs> it never comes. His hands and feet are tied down so he can't kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> and his arms have been removed at some point. <laughs> he's just a torso and heads. With no feathers. His tongue's been removed and shoved up his own ass. Norton finds him as Ronald McDonald and kills him. To put out <laughs> Mercy killing? Yes. He snaps his neck. <laughs> he just finds two cans, Sam. <laughs> Praying for death and begging for it. <laughs> two cans, it was like crying desperately. <laughs> then the king jumps out of the shadows and starts stabbing. And Norrin's back with knitting needles. <laughs> Why does he have knitting needles? I don't know. He just does. <laughs> <laughs> he killed that general guy from General Surge. <laughs> he ran him over with a car. Like, there's a hallway, a long, winding hallway in his lair, and all you hear is, in the distance, <laughs> You don't even want to know what he did to him. You don't even want to know. His his big, um, his big like, master plan is to blow up the Goodyear blimp at the <laughs> and Norton has to stop him. The Michelin man. He tries to assassinate him. <laughs> he, he cuts him into pieces and sends him to people. <laughs> Norton finds the um, the president of Mr. Muffler dead in his bedroom with Mr. Muffler shoved up his ass. <laughs> He's impaled on it. <sighs> God. <laughs> oh, my God. Most horrifying character. <laughs> I, still, I still love the fact that he just has knitting nails. <laughs> static. It's a Norton's shoulder plates. and Norton's dressed up like Ronald McDonald. He's like a decoy. <laughs> he pulls off the mask, and it was just like a henchman. <laughs> The real king still lives. He pulls off the mask. It's the, um, where's the beef lady? Oh, God. It's really horrifying. She has Alzheimer's, and he took advantage of it. <laughs> he was like her Harley. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other mascots. Oh, my God. I don't want this to, to happen. It's starting to get hard to to think of anyone. I know. Oh my god. I wanna write I wanna write this movie so bad. I know. It's just dark and it's like seven. <laughs> just dark and horrifying. It's called King. 
<laughs> Poacher's just his face staring out. <laughs> and just the word king written out in blood. <laughs> Where's your god now? It's the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> I still like the actor. Starring, starring Edward Norton. Starring Edward Norton and Edward James Olmos. <laughs> As Detective Spitz. <laughs> Um, the Captain Crunch guys like tied to the front of his boat and drowned. <laughs> That's like a tense scene where Ronald McDonald tries to save him, and he's like he's he's suspended in the air, and there's a timer. <laughs> he has a he has a crucifix tied around his neck. <laughs> <laughs> he's strung out like an angel, like that scene in uh, <laughs> in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Toucan Sam begging for death. His wings cut off and his feathers plucked out. <laughs> the newspaper is constantly getting these disturbing uh, letters that are just like <laughs> the words are made up of um, cut out letters from like um, Burger King ads. <laughs> and it's just a picture of, of the king like from. 40 years ago, the old happy king is underneath it and said, where is he now? <laughs> There's a coupon for like a, I want to get one free waffle with everyone. <laughs> He's, he can't stop shilling it out. <laughs> just can't stop himself. He just wants it to stop. He can't stop himself from selling burgers. <laughs> he just wants it to end. <laughs> he wants the horde to end. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that movie now so badly. He kills Dave Thomas by feeding him Frosties over and over again <laughs> until he explodes. <laughs> 99 Sip McNuggets everywhere. <laughs> He gets the checkers and is confused because there's no mascot. (laughs) I want this movie to happen so bad. King just killing various mascots. He murders the progressive girl. Oh, God. (laughs) It's like, great, how he's branching out to non-fictional characters. Not that Dave Thomas is a fictional character, but... Well, you know. Nessie targets, like, the new Wendy's girl. <laughs> he, kill, he, um, he clones the colonel and kills them both. <laughs> Got them, Colonel Sanders. If only Colonel Sanders was still alive, he would put an end to this madness. <laughs> he, he would be the linchpin. He could take him down. <laughs> there should be tons of recordings of um, uh, Colonel Sanders interviewing the king 40 years ago as he's slowly starting to lose his mind. <laughs> Back when he still talked. Yes. <laughs> it's just terrifying things that Ed Norton has to listen to. It's like that scene in The Exorcist when they play the tape backwards. Exactly. And it reveals something. And the last recording is um, it's after the accident. Whatever the accident is, it makes him lose his face. And he's not—he's not talking. And Colonel Sanders is trying to talk to him. 
And then suddenly Sanders, the recording goes out because the king kills Sanders during that session. You just hear, you just hear like slowly just start screaming. (laughs) Just the king breathing. This is one of the most terrifying things you've ever seen in film. (laughs) It's all real to real too. So it's really creepy. Oh my God. I still love Edward Norton like halfway in Ronald McDonald costume listening to it. <laughs> it's like the makeup's half off. He's still in the costume with the wigs down. The makeup's half washed off, so it's just unsettling. The jumpsuit is like he's shirtless, so it's like it's, it's around his waist, like like in Batman Forever. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell did you think you were doing? <laughs> so stupid. Oh my god. Wow. So that was our fast food movie. <laughs> that was our love letter to the fast food industry. The mascot industry in general. I I I love mascots. I don't know why. He tries to kill Mr. Clean, but Mr. Clean takes him down. <laughs> he has to escape. <laughs> Mr. Clean is like a rabid beast. <laughs> the king comes in. It's it's actually a trap. Mr. Clean's smoking in the corner. I knew you'd come. <laughs> Takes him down. <laughs> the scrubbing bubbles come out and overpower him. <laughs> the king is barely able to escape. <laughs> I love the idea of the scrubbing bubbles being like Mr. Clean's henchman. <laughs> he just comes out and starts rubbing all over his face. <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. At some point, Chester the Cheetah is involved. <laughs> He's like a CIA liaison. He's like, this guy is dangerously cheesy. <laughs> the next morning, he's found dead in his bedroom. <laughs> it's like that scene in Godfather. <laughs> his organs are spread out across the room. <laughs> <laughs> They're all orange. His spleen's wearing his sunglasses. <laughs> his eyes have been removed and placed in a pot on the stove. <laughs> his head is decapitated and his mouth is stuffed with Cheetos. <laughs> That's so terrifying. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Jesus Christ. Directed by Michael Mann. <laughs> Scored by Trent Rester. Uh, starring Edward Norton, Edward James almost. There's a theme song by Karen O. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Roger, cinematography by Roger Deakins. <laughs> this is this really terrifying opening sequence where the king masks meld into each other. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that happening. I want to. I want to animate that. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. We need to make this movie somehow. I, I want to write this so fucking badly. Jesus Christ. All right, we better stop before we keep going. <laughs> we plot out the sequels with the grimace. All right. Well. 
of this episode of Bolt Nightmare. <laughs> Which may be our last. Which may very well be our last. Um, depending on those goddamn minds. Um, I've been Mike. I've been MB. Have pleasant nightmares. Toucan Sam, no! Listen next week to another tale of the strange and terrifying. <laughs>